0: This point in end one Six Nations tournament of the weekend, but an exciting start for the next one, hopefully. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Of course, we'll reflect back on that home defeat to Italy with David Lake, who made his first start for Wales, and wynne Jones appearing for the 150th time. We'll also find out more about one of the rising stars of the Wales Under 20s. But let's start by looking forward to the TikTok Women's Six Nations, kicking off this weekend with Wales in Ireland looking to demonstrate the improvements of the last three months with professional players. One of those is outside half Eleanor Snowsall. So, how she found life as
1: a professional rugby player?
2: I didn't have any expectations because I didn't think it would ever happen and I didn't want to hope that it would happen for me either. So, it's been definitely amazing, way better than, you know, if I had expected, way better than it would have been. For me, it's it's the lifestyle change that's been the huge difference. Not having to run around like a headless chicken and and feel really stressed, and I've noticed a huge difference in myself mentally and emotionally, and then that has a knock-on effect physically. The coaches have been great, and and the setup's been, you know, really good so far. I feel like we're really getting stuff out of the daytime sessions, and and more importantly, we've got energy to put into it. So, yeah, it's exceeded what I thought it would be.
0: I mean, rugby was your full-time job beforehand, but in a funny way now, having rugby, your own rugby, your playing rugby, gives you the chance to concentrate more on yourself.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I'm, it's been a real flip, hasn't it? Because I'm on the other side of the, of the coin. And instead of being a teacher and a coach, I'm the one being taught and coached. So I didn't think I'd be in that situation probably, you know, at my age. But it's really refreshing and it's, it's nice because it takes a bit of pressure off and, and you can relax and then really focus on the things that you need to focus on like your recovery and your analysis and your nutrition
0: and all that sort of thing. And one of the things we've seen for time being able to practice the goal kicking has been transformed. Talk us through the covid process and how that's been taken on now.
2: During covid I had a bit of a well I think we all had a bit of a taste of what it could be like for us and although we were doing it by ourselves it, you know we had the energy to do it and we actually had the time to focus on skills so I worked on my goal kicking and that's been transformed really. For me then, coming into this, there's so many different skills I want to be working on, you know, especially as a fly half, you've got to be able to do it all. So finding the time to squeeze them all in throughout the day, plus your team stuff, it's a challenge, but it's a challenge I love to have because at least I've it's something that I've got the option to do rather than just doing the bare minimum like I was doing before really
0: Obviously an experienced Wales player but also Barbarians and stuff, you've, you've seen the women's rugby scene for a long time, are you able to quantify the difference, the improvements?
2: Um, it's a real tough question, I think every year it's growing and it's growing more rapidly in the last five years than, than ever before I'd say I think if you'd have asked me at the start of my career, will you actually do you think you'll ever be a full-time professional? No would would have been the resounding answer. And just, I think, as soon as they had a big push of putting our games on TV, that changed the game for everything, really. Newspapers started covering it, journalists started turning up to our games a bit more and interviewing us, And and then people see you kids boys and girls oh you play for Wales you know and and sometimes it's more the boys than the girls it's great that we're visible role models for the girls but also the boys and they don't see the difference when they're that age they literally don't see the difference between an international rugby player and that's great and you know I think the unions are uh, on their way there as well so yeah there's been a huge difference
0: In recent years Ireland have uh, done pretty well against Wales are we going to see it slightly different this time
2: So in recent years, in 2019, Six Nations, we got a bonus point win against them. And I remember we had Carol Vorderman giving us our team talk in our shirt press, And it was a really special day. And that was for us. We knew what to expect. We knew their threats and we nullified them. And we've got the opportunity to do the same now without a doubt they're going to be strong they're going to be, there's going to be a huge backlash because they're the only team that have failed to qualify for the World Cup and they'll be out to prove that that's wrong and that they should be the ones there so I know exactly what kind of mentality they'll be coming into the game with they have done well they've had full-time professional servants players for yeah. the last four years maybe and they are always seem to be available for our game sometimes they're not available during the Six Nations but It makes a difference. In the backs, they've got a very strong back line, and I think that's probably where they've edged us in the past. But we've been working hard on ourselves as well. We've got an absolutely outstanding back three, in my opinion. So I think it'll be a real battle of the back threes. We're on the up as well, and, and we're riding a bit of a wave at the minute as well. So I think it's going to be a really, really good match, and I think anything can happen on the day.
0: And during Covid, they were able to keep that group together, weren't they? And they were able to train together, and that made a difference too. So now it's going to be fairly even.
2: Yeah, they had the World Cup qualifiers that they were training really hard for. So they've had a lot of contact time. They've been together a lot. There's been quite a bit of disruption where they've been sort of taking on their union and reports coming out and all that sort of thing. There's some key players that haven't been selected for them, which is quite controversial. So there's a lot going on at the minute in Ireland. And not really sure what kind of Ireland we're going to face, but they'll definitely be pretty fierce and be coming for us.
0: In terms of the group, so some of you full-time professionals, some of you in retainer contracts, some people coming in for the squad. How are you finding the unity of the different groups of people?
2: Yeah, I don't see it because you, you have different social groups, don't you, and, and just naturally. And within every social group, there's a real blend of retainer, full-time, part-time or not contracted. So it's hard to tell in a social environment because everyone just mixes in. For me, there, there is no difference. We're training. The only difference we have during the Six Nations is that we're in a little bit earlier for an individual skill session, which is nothing to do with team. I'll go and do my place kicking and stuff. And then we, we, we wait until they arrive to do our gym, our units and our team training. So we're still very much unified in that sense.
0: Which is good to hear. There's clearly a real buzz around the place, with Wales women moving into the training facilities at the Vale Resort as the men and under-20s finish. So, is there a different feel with the Six Nations about to kick off? Here's wing Lisa Neumann.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess uh, training's getting a lot more intense and there's just a switch in mindset, I guess, just because it is game week. Everyone's obviously, like, ready to go, but, yeah, there's a lot more preparation going into this week, so very different to uh, the usual weeks, I guess, just in terms of, like, training load and just switching on in terms of, like, the analysis and stuff like that, so, yeah, very, very big week, but very exciting.
0: And how have the last couple of months been in the overall programme compared to what you thought they might be?
3: Oh, do you know what? Actually... Before, when I first got into the program, you know, I did expect it to be slightly different. I guess that was just because of, you know, the numbers of how many people were contracted and, and not. But it's been honestly incredible. Like, I'm so glad, like, I took this opportunity to be involved. It's just been amazing just to have that contact time, just to be able to train, have that time to recover. You know, I've I've honestly loved it. Like, yeah, I would literally recommend anyone <laughs> to do it if they could. So. Yeah, I've loved it.
0: And have you put stuff on hold, or have you just taken the plunge?
3: I've, yeah, I've <laughs> taken the plunge, so some people could say that's quite stupid, but yeah, no, I quit my previous job. I did get offered a sabbatical, but I decided, you know, it's not something I wanted to go like return to, so this just allows me to jump in, into this for the year, give it everything I've got, and then look at what I can do, sort of in the future, you know, when the time comes, so...
0: Isn't that feeling that it is just one year but it's also the start of a new era and it is nice to be part of that? It is,
3: well it's just amazing just to be one of the first females to even like be contracted and just to be the start of something, it's just incredible you know, and yeah it is a year but it's you know I can probably be one of the best years of just my career in terms of just being able to say you know I'm a professional rugby player It's just insane so you know. I probably won't go into another job loving it as much as as this one. So, you know, I'm very, very grateful.
0: Is there a bit of pressure as well?
3: Yeah, do you know, I guess there is. I guess now that, uh, you know, so many of us are contracted, there is a pressure to definitely perform. I would say, you know, things like that do take time. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight where the results do come. Obviously, it would be amazing if we can bring those results. But things take time and, you know, if it takes couple of weeks months years you know it's just all about building so yeah it'll be exciting to see how we perform in these upcoming six nations but you know you can see within the training program within the camps you know skills getting better you know people are becoming better rugby players so yeah it's, it's amazing to see so hopefully the results will follow soon
0: we're particularly hearing maybe in the back line, the passing, the kicking game, yeah. the attacking threat. We're hearing a lot about that. Are these yeah. all areas that you can feel the improvements?
3: Oh definitely. If you say back three you know it is very strong, and we've all been working really hard on improving our passing and developing that sort of our kicking game, so it's just having the confidence to bring that into our game then and transfer that from training into actual matches. so:
0: Recent years Ireland... Have had a slightly dominant phase against Wales. Do you feel that that gap can be narrowing this time?
3: Oh, definitely. Like, I think me as an individual player, but also other players with obviously within this team, we're far more confident going into this game. We've had a, a lot of contact time to sort of improve, and we've been in and around each other to get to know each other better, like on and off the field, which obviously will have massive effects going into a game. But yeah. We'll see how it is. Obviously, it's on Saturday. So, yeah, hopefully will, the results will go our way. But I do, yeah, I feel like us as a team can go into this game like far more comfortable than we have in previous games.
0: And in terms of getting points from the opportunities you're creating, that's been an issue in the last few years sometimes. I remember watching yeah. the France game where possession, I think, was even through the game, but they won by 50 points just by yeah. taking their chances. Are we going to see... Actually, things are going to be a bit slicker, a bit quicker, a few more points being scored.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think it's always a case of turning the opportunities that you can create into actual points. You know, that the hardest bit is having opportunities and then not finishing them off. So that's definitely something that hopefully now going into these games we will turn those into points. I think we're becoming better as a team in terms of looking at where the space is, looking at what options are on, and it's rather than just putting it onto a few key players to sort of nominate that. It's everyone taking ownership to identify where the space is and helping each other out. And I think we've become a lot stronger in that sense. So, you know, it's having everyone on board to help each other rather than just leaving that to a
0: few players. And finally, the Women's Six Nations, through non-COVID times, always been the same time as the men. Yeah. It's obviously coming afterwards, it's getting its own attention. Yeah its own coverage, its own everything, really. Does that give it a different feel as well? Oh,
3: definitely. I think it's incredible that the women's game is set aside from the the men's game now because just in terms of coverage and people being able to see it, it puts the women's game in its own sort of light, which is obviously incredible. So, yeah... I think, you know, even with the TikTok, they're broadcasting it now on, well, in every country within the Six Nations. So just the coverage would be massive, even just for the women's game. So it'll be fantastic to see, you know, as many people as possible watching it. But, yeah, I think it's, it's an important sort of step in the right direction for women's rugby. So, yeah, it's fantastic news.
0: Great. Good luck with it. Cheers. Thanks so That's much. NHS worker Karen Lakes on a retainer contract. So how has the centre found her involvement with the new Wales setup?
4: it's really good it's very different but in a good way you know we're coming in we've got the time which is the main thing really it's not the training it's the time to recover analyze reassess and things so yeah it's been really good coming in and having the past few months in the build-up
0: to the uh, six nations and you must have thoughts on what's it going to be like how's it compared with what you imagined
4: everything and more really you know it's it's what what we've always imagined but now you're physically doing it and being able to recover waking up and being able to put everything into every session your gym session your recovery session your training sessions and that's the big thing is that we've known about it or had the you know as they say the carrot dangled in front so it's always pushed you but definitely now it's come and having it just to be able to live and breathe it it's brilliant to be fair
0: and it's mother's day on sunday describe what your mother's day is going to be like
4: Very chilled, hopefully, on the way back from Ireland after a win. But it's always different every year because it's usually the campaign. It's nice to go home and relax then, see the little one and, yeah, just have a really nice relaxing day. Maybe get out for a walk somewhere and a bit of food.
0: Eight-year-old, is that right?
4: Uh, He's nine now. Nine now? Yeah, nine this year, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, see him when we come back and it should be a nice surprise then, yeah.
0: So talk about having time. Having time for your family is part of it as well, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it is difficult. You know, with the retainer contract still, you know, we want to be here as much as possible as well. So making myself available for that alongside work. But yeah, just making sure that I, when I do have time, it is prioritised with the little one and with the family.
0: How does that balance work for you?
4: It's okay at the minute. It's, it has been quite challenging finding the hours working different hours in my primary job and then trying to come work around the hours here as well but both you know the NHS and the WIU have been really supportive and um, accommodating with that as well it's just finding a balance at the minute and it, I think it's getting there now we've had a couple of months and a couple of weeks to, to try and sort that out but and leading into the campaign it'd be a bit easier as well because you know the dates are set there and yeah the, it's, they've worked really hard and um, they've been really accommodating
0: it's not so you've had an easy couple of years in the day job is it no
4: (laughs) no and to be fair the job the job's still challenging and still you know it's still as busy as ever but yeah it's the work colleagues and the management and things that just keep me going and yeah like I said they're really supportive and
0: always have been so they're very understanding the situation now and because I imagine there's more demands in your time even on the retainer contract just because there are full-time people you're you're competing for a place with
4: yeah of course you know there's more contact time with the full time than ourselves as well but you know we just got to take every opportunity we got coming in as well and take that and like we say every rep counts and things like that so when we do come in make sure we are switched on fully ready to go with the analysis uh, training even the recovery points again now uh, soft tissue massages in when we can so it's yeah it's just taking every opportunity
0: are those skill sets now that little bit sharper, that little yeah, bit better? Definitely. We can get the, the yeah. ball to Jazz Joyce a little yeah. bit more, yeah. all those <laughs> we'll sorts like of a, things.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, with having the, the contracts, then it allows us to come in and just do, you know, just a skill session and really concentrate on finer details of passing, kicking, tackle, tech, everything like that, without having to cram it all in. You know, the rugby session and the rugby session gets kind of cut short because we have to concentrate on the skills. Whereas we can come in and really concentrate and nail them down then in the daytime, and then really have the full rugby session in the evening as a rugby
0: session to nail a the detail then I'm hearing quite a lot about the kicking game, kicking game. in your position, that's going <laughs> you know. to be uh, enhanced I gather
4: yeah you know that's something I'm really trying to work on to expand my skill set as a player as well and like we said having them skill sessions enables me to really concentrate on the breakdown of the kicking game then you know the, the drop, the follow through, everything like that so it's really putting the pressure on myself but not under pressure as well if that makes sense, um, just having the time to do it
0: And of course, TikTok Six Nations is separate to the men's, which it was during COVID, but because of that reason. To have the separate attention, to have the new contracts, Mm -hmm. to have everything focused on it in the way it is. How different does this feel to anything that you've been involved in before?
4: (laughs) First of all, I I was a bit, I found it a bit weird not being involved when the men in the under 20s are playing as well, having the time to, you know, just watch them and, and, you know, support them as a fan as well. But it's really brilliant for women's women's rugby. I think having, like you said, the separate time, having the broadcasting rights, sponsorship with TikTok coming in, it's only gonna, you know, increase women's rugby, and it's it's just brilliant for kids then to see it as a separate entity as well, and you know, it doesn't get you know shadowed by the big match days with the men as well. So hopefully we can have a really good following now with the men just stopping. So we've just got to go into this on ourselves as well. You know, take results out of it. We've got to. A job to do you know as we can say that now it is a job but it's one game at a time as well you know but concentrate on Ireland this weekend and hopefully get the win there and then you know we can go on from there and hopefully push for higher finish placing yeah hopefully good big things to come from it
0: you're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast Hopefully indeed, and maybe lift the mood a little as the senior men and under-20s both lost to Italy at the weekend. It meant a landmark occasion for Alan Wynne-Jones, winning his 150th cap, turned a little sour. Though that shouldn't take away from the scale of the achievement or the moment running onto the pitch
5: with his two daughters. He reflected afterwards. I said, when I did a couple of interviews in the week still, it was, you know, about the rugby and the win. Being one of the players that's coming to the squad, you try to add to... everything so it's obviously on a personal level disappointed you know with the result, obviously and yeah it it is what it is many ways but yeah we've got to focus on the rugby sometimes
6: what do you think was lacking as a a team from today's performance
5: then i think the discipline and you know yard off at the breakdown in the first half in credit to the italians i thought they they kicked well you know, I'm punished on a few counters, I think Juani all but hemmed in a couple of times, but you know, I don't know how he got out of jail and um, put, turned you know, a lot of pressure into attack for them, so you know, credit to them and the way they, they dealt with the, you know, the, I suppose, the aerial game, the King game.
6: You've obviously seen it all in terms of ups and downs over your time in a Wales shirt. How do you go about recovering from a result like this and get heading in the right direction again?
5: Most of you have heard it before, you probably, when you win, you win a game next week, when you, win, you know, when you lose, you win a game next week as well, uh, in equal measure. It'll be interesting to see, I think, what happens in the summer. Wayne's been uh, pretty candid up until this point in the amount of changes that he's made. He's suffered uh, a bit of pain in the results, and we have today again, but I'm sure he's going to draw a line in the sand going forward and uh, select a squad that he's going to build into the World Cup.
6: For yourself, how strong is your desire to be part of that summer tour and the and plans for the World Cup next year?
5: I had a plan to get to this point. There's still, because I've been injured, I think um, probably need to potentially adjust that and see what happens this summer. But um, I'm still contracted, and obviously Wayne and uh, Boothill will be in it talks that.
3: Are you worried at all about the progress Wales aren't making, or can you see progress in the way they back? And can you see you really competing in the 18
1: months' time at a World Cup?
5: Yeah, well, it definitely can get better, can it? We won't pull any punches on that. But I think we've got to potentially rewind a little back pre-12 months. You know, there was a big thing about giving opportunity to players and you know, strength and depth potentially that we, we haven't had. There's a great deal more players and number of caps that have been unearthed or awarded, however you want to term it. So the melting pot of players is larger. Um, it's down to us then waiting to get the squad and then the players to put a better product on the park.
7: Given that you've had the two obviously the same shoulder and you, you were kind of alluded to previously, might you sort of have to miss out that tour do you think, just to manage yourself through or how would you assess it?
5: No, conversely the other way around because obviously I haven't played because they didn't play in the autumn and obviously less games that I would have liked uh, in the Six Nations. It purely depends whether Wayne wants to take me or not and I, again, it's that relationship between each and club and I'm, I'm sure I'll find out in, in due course. Also mixed emotions for Hooker Dowie Lake, his
0: first whale start and also his first try.
1: Look, rugby's a game of of fine margins. We were on the the wrong side of the scoreboard today, but we created opportunities. One disallowed try, a couple of knock-ons, five metres out, just some opportunities that went begging for us. Obviously it's for us to look at that and go again, but uh, still proud of... The achievement for myself, and especially for Al and Biggs, massive milestones. So I think as a team, we've got to look at at the scoreboard and ourselves. But ultimately, you know, you only get to do it once. You know, your first start, your hundredth, your one-fiftieth, and, and those are milestones that we all take away. What's
6: it like being part of the, the maelstrom of uh, Welsh rugby, where things are um, usually pretty great or, or pretty disastrous in the public point
1: of view? pretty undescribable the feeling that, that you get personally, there's a lot of people who've put a lot of hard work to get me to this point today, a lot of praise and a lot of thanks goes to them from myself, but again, we all play rugby to win, But well, that's evident today that the disappointment that we'll feel we'll, we'll carry on through to summer and, and through to wherever tournament or wherever game comes next and I think that's crucial that we learn from today and it's not just written off as a loss, um, you know, there's a lot of things we can take from that. I think previous to the World Cup, South Africa lost to Italy um, and then they went ahead and won the World Cup, so you know, I think a lot of credit has to be given to Italy today, uh, you know, I spoke earlier in the week around the threats that they posed, they're under a new coaching team, they're getting pumped in the media as a team that people want to see out of of the Six Nations, and they came here with a point to prove. Credit to them. You know they went for eighty minutes and they they scored in the last. And but I think for us again, it's a learning point. Teams lose games. Yeah, I'm sure Wales have been in this before, lost to Fiji. Uh, that was unexpected, and it's how you bounce back from from these results that that really proves the character of a team and and how you're going to go forward, so I think that's the most important thing. Touring out in South Africa, that's um,
6: pretty hard going for a team looking to recover its confidence though.
1: Yeah, of course. The list's not out yet, so you don't know if you're on the plane. So I think for me the focus is on you know going back to the Ospreys and, and carrying on the development and the form from here and being able to do what I can in, in the Ospreys jersey and then when the time comes around if my name's on the list then you know my focus will return to that. But uh for now it's um all focus on development and, and just carrying on the work that I've been doing so far. Your kind of first start um seeing the national
3: knowing you're gonna start the score a try, can you explain how that feels and did you see a family? How, explain those feelings.
1: Yeah, um, I saw the family in the crowd singing the anthem, so you know I had to look away. Uh, but again, I think I think following on from Wayne's point, Italy brought the energy straight away. We went six nil down, and we've spoken about discipline throughout this tournament, and I think that really let us down today. If you if you look at the scoreboard, one try for Italy, the the rest of the points in penalties. Um, I think in, in professional rugby, it's been said a lot that if you're under 10 penalties, you're, you're looking good in any game. We're probably well over that margin today, which, you know, 15 points to Italy in a penalty count is, is a tough game to climb back. But again, for me personally, a big opportunity and just enjoyed the occasion, but obviously, result didn't go our way.
6: just a couple of things about the um, match, the next match in South Africa. It was going to be very intimidating anyway. How much more difficult going there on the back of a lot of
1: this? Um, again, I'm not certain that I'm on the list to go, so... You know, the focus is, is not on that, but... I think you focus on yourself first in this game. It's not going to be about looking at South Africa or, or being worried about what they're doing. It's about what we're doing, what we can get better at. There's a lot to learn from today, as I said earlier. Sometimes results don't go your way, but it's it's what you take away from from that that you can implement further down the line. And I think if we do that, then we'll be in a good place because the opportunities were there for us today. We just have to take up.
0: One player who will be hoping to reach those levels is Wales under-22nd row, Ryan Woodman. So it's a chance to find out a bit more about the Dragons prospect who's just turned 18.
8: I originally started playing for Caldecott RFC at five years old, So was there a while and then went Caldecott school but school in Wales obviously isn't as big with rugby especially in my school so I just carried on playing a Caldecott RFC for a while and then Newport under 15s when I reached the age of 14 and then after that Dragons under 16s I went into with rugby and then the Dragons Academy then picked me up from there and uh, when I was 15 bought me in a year early and they've developed me from there and from there, I've kind of ended up where I am now. So,
7: Congratulations on continuing your progression from a very young age uh, and, and being ahead of your time, so to speak. You've got a great icon to look at, Alawan Jones, 150 caps. I mean, when you look at someone like that, what do you think? Well, he's just
8: the dream role model every player wants, really, especially in my position, With well, the amount of injuries he's had recently and he seems to come back every time. He's just... The perfect person to follow, and then that's the career you want, especially how well known he is. He's not just one of the best rugby players, he's like probably one of the best known people in Wales because of his all around him. He's just a leader, everyone wants to be like him, really.
7: Two great examples with Will Rowlands at Ben Carter there now. When you look at study and, and look in depth, do you think there's a way for you to, to emulate?
8: The coaches at Dragons, they just tell you to watch a lot of rugby. They don't specifically have to analyze a certain player, or because at the end of the day, you've got your own play style. You don't need to play like a player to get where you are. You just watch a lot of rugby, pick up certain things that they do because of their experience, especially obviously Allen and Jones with 150 caps. Just watch little things they do, maybe pick up things they do, but you don't want to play exactly like another player does, otherwise, it'll yeah. just be second to him in your whole career. You want to have your own play style and then offer what your main role is to get you in a certain spot.
7: And how have you found the games you've played uh, so far at this level? Well, at the start, I didn't really expect to be playing
8: maybe on the bench, but um, really, really enjoyable. Like, I've, Obviously, my first game was a Scotland game. Winning that game was probably the best experience I've had playing rugby probably a lot in my career so far the best experiences I've had is really good for my development as well hopefully I can come out of this a better player overall
7: you're in a very competitive position here you think of chunzi you think of Dave Jenkins you think of Ben Carter there's a few people just ahead of you in the pecking order but I guess you'd like to get amongst them
8: yeah well good thing about me is I'm Bit of a six on a second row as well, so I can yeah. play both positions. I offer both back row and second row, but um, but we all work hard for where we get, and at the end of the day, it's things. there's a bit of luck in there, there's a bit of opinion, so we'll just see how it goes so far. But.
0: Checking how many games have you played over the last two years with Covid and everything else?
8: I've probably played, including the games I've recently played, probably played about seven, eight games, maybe nine, but maybe nine.
0: In two years at your stage of development, that's an amazing gap. Have you done anything to try and sort of make up for that lack of action in any way?
8: Yeah, just loads of training. We've um, Zoom calls all the time over COVID and then when it came to playing, we were physically fit and ready to play. I've had a few uh, senior experiences playing, but other than that, no, not really
0: much at all. And then after this, you're going into the under-18s programme, are you? Is that right?
8: I don't actually know yet, to be honest. It would be nice, but then maybe I need to develop ready for senior training. It would be a discussion that we have I have with dragons and Wales under eighteen. So
0: you just need to get some games, don't you? You need to need to be out on the pitch as much as you possibly can. You must be sick of video analysis by now.
8: Yeah, I do need to be on the pitch, but then I also need to be bigger and because of how young I am and the way I'm progressing, I need to keep up with size of everyone else. So it's balancing the both, sort of.
0: You could have three years in the under-20s programme, couldn't you? I mean, the likes of Jack Dixon, who you'd know through the Dragons, they've done that in the back line. But to do that in the forwards is pretty unusual. What do you hope to achieve in the next two years at this level?
8: Hopefully next year become more of a prominent player in the team. Be a leader, maybe. But the year after that, who knows? This a long way away. I mean, like No one really knows that far in the
5: future of 7
0: So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Good luck to Wales women out in Ireland and plenty more to report on next week. Until then, goodbye.